1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal. Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 225 of the 77 Club. Um, just to let everybody know, Harry is in his car on a caravan park in the middle of Wales and he's off the 4G. Uh, it's dedication to the cause. Um, Harry, start with the socials. Oh, already. <laughs> Actually, I might, I might the signal. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all right with me. The Wolf 77 on Facebook and Instagram at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. Please write us five stars or not because my signal might be dropping out, but it's up to you. There we go. I don't know if anyone caught any of that, um, but it should be used to them by now. Is Tobes with you, Harry? Is that a Jager bomb? He is. We've been skiing down the Wales countrysides. <laughs> uh, Jack Williams is here. Yeah, hello. <laughs> and Dan Bayliss. Yeah, hello. Um, normally I would start with Harry, um, but n- actually not because of his um, sort of 4G issues, but I want to start with Dan because this is the perfect game to give Bayliss... Uh, the the opening uh, gambit for this. Um, Dan, you were there at the game, you were with Jack. Uh, were there any highlights uh, from the day? It was a very nice day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lovely by the seaside. Uh, beat, beat the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh Other than that, Jesus wet, we got our pants pulled down. (laughs) We got battered. I think when we look at the starting 11 and they're thinking, okay, Jao Gomez out on the right-hand side, 
Neto starting what would look like alongside Diego Costa. Um, but a very a, a, a terrible, terrible performance, Dan. There's no no excuse for it. You, you, know, you look back at the goals and you're just thinking, what on earth is going on here? Well, there just wasn't a performance, was there? We did, they, they opened us up like a load of kids on Christmas morning. It was just so easy. So I, I texted the group and I've been like, this could be 10-0. Because it wasn't just the wasn't the fact we were losing and playing really badly. It was just the fact of how easily Brighton scored their goals. They literally just waltzed down towards towards the box, passed it out wide, back into the middle, cheers goal. Repeat six times. Jack, what are your thoughts? Because Bailey says it could have been 10-0, but actually Brighton only had eight shots on target. Oh, only eight shots on target, was that it? Um, I, I thought it was disgraceful, to be honest with you. Really, really disappointing. Um they just weren't up for it. You could tell straight away. The game was lost within 15 minutes. And I was uh, stupid enough to say, I think it was on the pod last week, that although we were safe now, I don't think Lopetegui would let the standards drop because of the sort of manager he is. And I was proven wrong within a week turnaround because that was it was just horrendous. It was like they weren't interested. We were getting beaten way too easily. And just stupid mistakes as well. Like Jose Sarr, he, he got a warning once for one of his dodgy passes and then he goes and gives them a goal anyway. And it was it, it was horrendous, really. I'm not one to usually to usually leave early, but we left after the after number six hit the back of the net. Did we go down? Was it? We so I mean, bit, um, yeah. a lot lot had already gone at that point as well. It was it was really was disgraceful because the you know people have paid 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 money to go down there. Brighton's a long way. I know it's a nicer way day for everybody, um, but completely switched off. And the job isn't technically done yet. And just to see that drop off within you know within a week or so, it's it's really really bad, really. And um, I can't remember under any manager really in the Premier League, particularly since we've come back under Nuno, us getting completely battered like that. Like when we first came up, I don't think many teams did us even three nil, let alone six. And you're thinking back to when's the last time we got absolutely battered. I know we've like lost, uh, to, you know, games against Burnley and stuff, but but six is is just disgraceful, and that's that's not acceptable. Whatever team you put out, uh, and you know, Brighton had issues with players and stuff as well. Um, do I want a refund? Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't think we're going we'll to talk about that in this. To be honest, but yeah, it was it was just a, a shambles all round, really. And they all the all the all the players should be ashamed of themselves. To be brutally honest, um, Bayliss, I know you said that um, you wanted to beat the traffic. I mean, you may as well have stayed at, until full time if you wanted to do that. Um, Harry, the sixth goal, I think, went in the sixty sixth minute. Um, I know we've spoken about. Jose Sarr and how much of an impact he's had since he came in and he's been hot and cold in places. I know that you've been one of the people on the podcast that has been calling it for uh, Bentley to to maybe start, maybe to give him a little bit of a kick up the arse. Do you think that is the case now? I don't know how he can start the next game. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially that last goal when he, like Nunes was at fault as well, but it was just so bad. And I was fuming watching it on to imagine what Bates and Steven being there. And I didn't see it coming. To, after winning against Palace on promotion, <laughs> that was about as good as the performance. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> this is that. difficult because this is what Harry normally sounds like now. after ten points. <laughs> Why did he go wrong though, Jack? Because I, I know we talked about the starting eleven there, but it was, it's just the wrong players. I, they, I can't think of anything that, that turned out to be correct, really. I know some people were saying that the only player who could hold their head up high was Neto, which you know is, is fair enough, but. The rest of them, it was just just all over the place, really. And I, I, I don't know what it is, but I don't want to turn into one of those teams where we're just really good at home. And as soon as we go on the road, we just fall apart. But 
the performances particularly lately i think have we got two away wins all season is it something something like that is it that few it's not many is it a lot of our points have come at home i'm trying to think what they were it would have been southampton, southampton and, then, and, somebody then, else. and somebody else i can't remember but you know that's not good enough and i, I remember again going back to the years we came back up in the prem we weren't scared of anybody home or away and I don't want that to turn into a trend where suddenly we're, we're one of these teams that just can't perform unless we're at home. Um, but what I don't know, it's, it's just, I, I don't really know what to say about this game because it's just one of those ones that was a complete shot because I really didn't see it coming. I thought that with Brighton missing a few players, with the way that we've improved massively, that we could go give them a game. Brighton had less rest than us. They, um, a day's less rest and they, um, is that doorbell now? It's not going well tonight, is it? This is going to be a shambles. Oh, for people. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and answer it quickly. Give me a second. <laughs> it's, it's got full partridge It's now, just me it? and you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm distracted. What did you think, Sam? Maybe we'll bring you in as a pundit for once. What did you think? Well, I thought it was terrible. Though. I don't even know where you go from here. I mean, the fact we've, we've spoken about the starting 11 and... I've always been of the opinion that I've maybe been a little bit harsh on him in the fact that he has made changes when we've seemed to have needed to make changes. I'm becoming more of the opinion now that he's picking the wrong 11 every <laughs> single game. And I know this one is going to be a little bit of a weird one. And you've said it before that 6-0 doesn't happen all the time. It's not something that we're on end, on the end of a panning every other week or you know, we've done a 9-0 on various occasions like a Southampton or a Leicester or whatever. So I get that, but I just think it is, it's is—it's coming to be that way. Four changes at half-time is outrageous. Perfect storm, Sam. They were off the back of two bad results. Good teams don't lose many on the bounce. Properly good teams don't lose many on the bounce. And we just were on the end. Whoever that had been, if that had been anyone in the bottom six, fair enough, it might not have been 6-0, but it had been a good idea. Because they were just all over it. They would have been all over anybody. They just, yeah. to, just I, no, I agree. I agree. And and I think we've fa- we're failing to see the best of Nunes. He is so hot and cold. He's so frustrating. Um, and you know he gave the ball away so many times at the weekend. And you know the majority of those losses in possession actually led to goals. And it's just unforgivable. Yeah, I've just I've written it off. To be perfectly honest, I've just sort of said it was that bad. There's no point trying to dig into the detail of it. Like if we'd have lost two 0 or three 0 you'd sort of said, "Where did we lose that game?" I think um, you've got to you've got to hold your hands up there, haven't you? And go, it was that terrible, and Wolves were that off the boil that you've got to write it off. Give them a massive bollock in, drop star, and carry on. I think I've got good signal, so I'm going to butt in. Have I? Yeah, you yeah. Have. <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it that he didn't start Cunha and Costa together. I'm going to quickly say this before my internet drops out. That was the big mistake for me. Although Neto did play really well, I think that was the mistake. It wrecked the balance a bit. Um, and I think Neves needs to be dropped for the bit of game as well. Thoughts on that, Jack? Harry just wants to drop Neves. I think he's, uh, he's, got, a, um, <laughs> he's, he's got a bit of a vendetta at the moment. I think it's because he knows there might be an imminent breakup. So he's just trying to pretend he never liked him sort of thing. Um, I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if you can drop him really, but I think it's one of those where everyone travelling down to Brighton, and if, like everyone did, and obviously some people travelled further than, than me and Dan from, from God knows where, you at least expect... 
to go there and you're supporting these players who are earning, you know, it's a privilege to put on that shirt and earn 50, 60, 70,000 pound a week doing so. You expect a least effort in every game. And I just, just wasn't seeing that really. Everyone was, was mentally on the beach, even though technically they shouldn't be on the beach yet because I know it's not over, even though it kind of probably is. But it's a good job it is really because imagine if that defeat happened mm. when we had four points less than we do now then suddenly people would be looking at us like, oh, hang on, you know, are they in free fall? Are they going to get spooked by this relegation battle? So just because we've won a couple of home games suddenly doesn't mean that, you know, we can take our foot off the gas so much. We can't let standards drop. Also for the fact that you've seen it before in the past, you saw it when Leicester won the league, you've seen it with other teams that if you build momentum towards the end of one season, it can very easily carry on into the next and you have a good start to the next season. So we can't take these things for granted. And I'm just really disappointed because that is the worst. I think it might be the worst performance I've ever seen, particularly seen live. And we've seen some crap over the years. Like I, I think it's up there with one of the worst performances I've, I've, I've seen, particularly of the latest era. When was the last time we got done 6-0? It's, it's, was it that Southampton? Southampton. Yeah. That Southampton game, yeah. In, under McCarthy when we actually played all right. <laughs> but, I thought yeah. Burnley 4-0 was the worst game I'd ever watched. Mm. Like, oh, I know, but there's still two more goals than that. Isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> but Jack, that um, Southampton game, right, the players, like you just said, they got clapped off the pitch because they put in effort. I, For me, a lot of those players didn't put in effort at Brighton. I think Samedo no, bottled it. I don't know what his injury is like, but he went off early. I don't think he fancied it. No, it's unforgivable. It's, it's kind of like they've all been out on the piss last night, isn't it? The night before, thinking they're mm-hmm. safe. It was the the uh, survival party. And then they've got to play football at three o'clock. And then they turned up and just didn't really care. <laughs> Which In the old days, you think it might have actually happened. But um... Yeah, true. I think we let's talk about a subject that we were going to talk about last week, but we all wanted to watch the Arsenal versus City game, which was a complete waste of time. Um, but I'm going to ask the people obviously went, because this is what yeah, who it applies to. And that's Jack and Bayless, because you went there. Um, it was going to be off the back of um, Tottenham losing, was it 5-1 to uh, Newcastle? And uh, the Tottenham had said that they were going to refund the fans. And it sparked a little bit of a debate saying, is that something that should happen in football? And I just want your thoughts of it starting with Dan. No, I, I did think about this. And I get all the reasons for saying, yeah, refund them because that's not acceptable. I totally understand that. At the end of the day, we pay our money and we've had some brilliant days and we've had some bad days. And sadly, unless you go and support Man City, you've got to take the crap with the good. And that waste of 30 quid plus my train ticket Saturday will be made up in years to come when we go and score a last minute winner against Villa away in the 90th minute. You know, I'd have paid 100 quid to go and watch that game if I'd have known what was going to happen. So... Yeah, it's, it, it isn't something that seems to happen that often, is it? But I think when you look at the, the scale of it, the, the thing that always um, intrigues me, because obviously away tickets are capped at 30 quid. So I know that is quite reasonable, to be fair. If you go to, uh, to a big six home game, you're probably paying three times more than that just for a, a normal ticket. So if there's 3,000 tickets for each game, 30 quid a piece, that's only, what, 90, 90 grand? 90,000 pounds. Something like one player's what? weekly wage or something exactly. like 10% of their weekly wages split between the starting 11. They could all just donate 10% of their weekly wage and cover that and say, sorry, lads, we had a, you know, we know it was a thing. Here's a token gesture. So I think it is it is doable. It would it would be a nice thing to see so long as it came from the players, not just a, enforced by the club. But it's, I don't remember it happening, happening at Wolves, to be honest. I know some clubs have done it in the past and I'm not expecting it. And like, like Dan says, really... It, on the whole, since we've come up, it, 
everything has exceeded expectations and we've had some really good days and this is just one that we've got to got to ride out really even though it was embarrassing and the the standards dropped below to what we expect because we didn't expect to go there and win they're a good team a very very good team like we said that before early in the season but if you go there and you lose 3-1 but you have a go no one's complaining no one's asking for their 30 quid back if you go go there down by the seaside and roll over and want them to tickle your belly which is what happened then then that's when questions start to be asked but Lopetegui has got to get a response from them in the week, to be honest with you. He's yeah. got to do something because yeah. we can't get rolled over again at the weekend because suddenly then, I know they're absolutely flying Villa, but that's where it gets to the realms of being a bit unforgivable. I just, sorry, I just put in, um, I was surprised the Tottenham players did it for the Spurs away fans at Newcastle. And I, the reason I was surprised, I think the connect between fans and players these days is non-existent. If you go back to the 90s, you could have a point in the pub with your favourite striker. These days, they're multi-millionaires. They're out of touch with reality. So that's why I was shocked with Spurs. And it ain't going to happen. You're not going to get refunded. But if I'd have travelled down there, lads, I know you two live a bit closer, so it weren't so bad for you. But I'd have been pissed off going there. I, I would have wanted a refund because they put no effort in. It's like turning up to your normal job at Tesco, not being asked to throw the milkshake over the floor and be like, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't care. So for me, I think you should have got a refund for the way fans. <laughs> is that a Harry analogy that actually works? It is, yeah, is but that... there's no point in crying over spilt milk, is there? Um, Are you necking Jaeger bombs in the Jaegermeister in the car, Harry? What is, what is that? Is it Harry's got a later. <laughs> I've, got, uh, I've got a Pims and lemonade and a lager. <laughs> my signal's fine now, lads. I can talk You're living the life. <laughs> well, Harry, once you've got a decent signal, just like, give us your final thoughts on the Brighton game. It was a disgrace. I was watching it with my dad and uh, was having a few beers. And I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, every goal that went in. Like, first 30 seconds, Lamina should have slotted... Uh, oh, sorry, a new Burton. Lamina should have slotted Neto in. I thought, yeah, we should be one nil up. And then, oh my God, disaster. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have dropped Cunha and Costa. Oh, he should have kept the same team. I don't know if it's fitness or whatever, but but I hate saying that because I thought Neto was really good. So I'm like contradicting myself a bit. Kilman had a shocker. Like a lot of the defenders had a shocker, and like I say, I think Samedo's injury might be serious, but I do think he kind of bottled it as well. But it is what it is. Um, I was I was messaging Bayless throughout on WhatsApp saying, "Don't overreact, Bayless." This was at three 0 So don't overreact. We're safe. Don't worry yourself. We don't deserve to go down. When the fifth went in, I was with Bayless. I was like, relegate him anyway. When we went back to the car, I was laughing because I was just like, you can only, it, it, you've it, got it to just did, laugh about yeah. this. It, it did it, just start to be funny at the end. It was like, um, all we were doing is just waiting for the, I think we said once, when number six goes in, we'll know the comeback is an so we could go. So I think when that came in, it was actually a relief. And then we and just, then, you and know, then they we scored pissing the about. Sixth and we walked into <laughs> and, the concourse and about half of, well, it probably wasn't, but a good proportion of away traveling fans were in the concourse having a pipe. Just singing, we're fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, what can you do? Might as well uh, laugh. Uh, Harry, what do you think Lopetegui's halftime team talk was like? And also, what do you think his full-time one was like? Because I think a lot of people were saying that actually you probably go in there at full-time and say absolutely nothing. Well, whatever his team talks were, Sam, were completely shit because it did nothing. And at full-time... Well, yeah, but at full time, it, uh, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall and see what he said, because has he gone with the angle? Look, I know you're safe. Um, I know you, you put your foot off the gas a bit, but that's I don't know what he'd have done, because did you see mm. the social medias on the way down? Diego Costa, Cunha, all having a laugh, doing selfies, posting more stuff on social media than they usually do. Well, from what I see, 
they were they were acting like it was over. They were acting like they were on the beach, like we've said, which is not acceptable. I don't care if you're safe. I don't care if you're mid-table. You can't get dicked like that. You just can't. And it just looks so bad how chilled they looked on the way down on social media. Also, the thing we have to remember is there's there's basically two sort of, you know, the, the bottom, whatever it is, nine clubs who've been in this battle for a while now. Um, each place you finish in the Premier League is worth a few million quid to your yeah. to your club. So mm-hmm. it's not a case of, oh, we're happy now, we'll just finish 17th because the payment for 17th compared to 13th is, is a fair few million pounds, which will make a big difference. So... You know, your employer wouldn't be very happy about that if you just think that okay, we're done now. It doesn't matter; we've survived because every place is worth a bit of extra cash that we can invest into next season. So, he's got a point there, hasn't he, Bayless? Yeah, totally. They can't. I mean, results would have to be absolutely wild for anyone to catch us now, right? There'd have to be some real nutty nonsense go on for us to get caught. So we are pretty much safe, but. You can't be happy as a player going off on your summer holidays and thinking for the last four weeks i basically sacked it off we finished 17th stayed up by a point or goal difference or a couple of points maybe because that is as you said earlier it leads into the next season that's what happened at the start of this year we were crap at the end of last season we started off awfully we've had this bounce i don't know let's look at the sort of hidden positives maybe it's given a chance right to pick out who actually wants to be there good point from that six nil yeah, and he can bin off who didn't fancy it. Just on Jack's point, there, uh, I've got the Premier League position prize money in front of me now, and um, go on Jack's numbers there: seventeenth, eight and a half million pounds; thirteenth, uh, fifteen million pounds. It is actually a considerable difference. Um, so, I mean, you know, that pays for probably a couple of people's wages for a year and that's the difference in the, just the difference in the prize money alone let alone the players that you then want to attract through the summer transfer window as well to try and actually improve the squad because there are going to be um, positions in the squad that we know need improving and they're usually the same positions every year because we've never really addressed it apart from this January and Craig Dawson came in and we actually got a Premier League quality centre back Ruben Neves will be on his way I can't see him not going um and if you want to attract that certain caliber of player you do it by finishing as high up the league as you can and i just don't see how we do that um but the next opportunity to get three points is against aston villa aston villa at home on saturday um king's coronation uh jack start with you how many changes did he make i think the comments are mostly saying would you start bentley or sar that's a good a good question really i mean the thing is with sar lately is it seems he seems to have a bad game, then a good game, then mm. then we praise him again. And he has a bad game. It just mm. it's too hot and cold. And one position on the pitch where you can't have somebody who's hot and cold is a keeper because on the days it's cold, you lose. It's that important a position, really. So I I think that I'd like to give Bentley a go. Actually, I mean, I know we've been saying about it, but we are kind of pretty much safe. And when you ha- do have hot and cold performances as a goalkeeper, I think you need to you need to show everybody, every player in the team, that you're not undroppable. And we do have a very good understudy. We've, you know, lots of experience in the championship. The difference between Saar in the last two weeks and starting another goalkeeper is Wolves plus three points. He made two vital saves against Palace that a less experienced quality keeper wouldn't have made. That's a two-all draw, one point. We'd have still got dicked at Brighton. Yes, he's made ridiculous mistakes and they are getting close to unforgivable. But is Bentley the shot stopper that Sar is? 
suppose we don't know. We haven't seen him in the cup or anything. Don't, but don't know. We got two yeah. comments in the se- in the um, comment section. Um, so one is from Paul who says Saar hasn't conceded in his last three home games, so he should start for me. But Trevor says that Saar is reckless. Harry, which one uh, do you think applies to the Jose Saar that we may see on Saturday? Uh, sorry, I'm over my signals holding up. Yeah, um, I think Saar should be dropped. I think we should drop him. Last season, he was our player of the season, and rightly so. He saved us more points than he didn't save, let's be honest. But for the, for this season, he's made so many mistakes. And I think it gets to the point where you're like, look, we are pretty much safe now. I know we're not mathematically, but give Bentley a go. Just give him a go. Because I think giving Saar more games after the mistakes he's been making is not a good message. So for me, I'd have dropped him after Leicester personally, but then he came back against Palace and had a good game. But then we need him to have a good game again against Brighton. He didn't do it. He was all over the shop. He weren't the only one, obviously. But yeah, he needs to really up his game. So was, for me, I'd look to replace him completely and get rid of him. Harry is on the wow. rampage. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's never since our out. Um, I mean, we're unbeaten actually in the last four games against Villa Jack. So actually, over the last couple of seasons, hasn't been too bad. Um, but it, it seems at the moment it's that right, right midfield, right wing slot that seems to be up for grabs at the moment. No one's really holding it down. No, uh, record against Villa. I think we have a very good record against them at Molyneux, actually. They do seem to think it's one of the grounds where they very rarely come and get something. Um, obviously, the reverse fixture does stick in the mind because we played really well at, at their place, didn't we? And then yeah. somehow nearly lost the game. We were very yeah. lucky to actually actually cling on to it in the end. But the transformation that they've had under Emery is just incredible, to be honest with you. Uh, he's coming there and you can't... I know they're rivals, but he's done an incredible job. Um a better job than Lopetegui, to be honest. Um, I know it's uh, from kind of different positions because we were a lot further adrift, but they'll be really, really hopeful about... I mean, the fact they're even talking about a European place, you know, considering where they were um, when he came in is, is, is quite an achievement, really. So we're going into this game where really they are the team who's got something to play for and and we aren't, but we need a reaction after after that result at the weekend, really. With regards to the team, I kind of want us to revert to, like Harry said, Costa and Cunha up front. I know Neto did well, but I, 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 you know, I'm not necessarily convinced that he, he needs to start. Um, and yeah, I don't really know on that right side. It's, it's just a bit of a, it's a bit of an uncertainty, isn't it? A bit of a bit of a lottery going on. Um, I don't know. What do you boys think? Well, Dan, your um, dark horse of the season, the player that you admired from afar when he was at Claret and Blue of Burnley, um, had an absolute stinker when he came on against Brighton, Nathan Collins. Um, I I guess he hasn't taken his chance. He didn't really have much of a hope of turning a game around, but he did himself no favours, did he? No, it turns out the other Claret and Blue player, Craig Dawson, has been the best player to rock up. Good point. Um, Yeah, just... I don't care what happens, right? As long as we just turn up, as long as we actually give it a go, get stuck in, the players want to be there. I mean, if we do start the first 15 minutes like we did against Brighton, Molyneux will be empty by half time. Harry, give us a start in 11. The start in 11 that started against Chelsea, Brighton, Palace, anything as close to that as we can for me. Costa and Cunha up front. Maybe Huang on the right. No, actually, I'd go Nunes on the right. 
maybe I'd give Neto a go on the left just because how good he was at Brighton. But a 4-4-2, yeah, that for me. And then we'll lose 4-0 anyway, but I'd go for that. <laughs> uh, let's do a score prediction, Jack. Honestly, it could be anything, this, after that game at the weekend and how, how the two teams have progressed under their new managers. We could come off the back of a 6-0 and get a reaction and win, or we could get absolutely battered. But just based on the football that I've watched in, in the last week, I'm going to go 3-0 Villa. Uh, Bayless. 2-0 Villa. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 2-0. No, I can't even say it. I can't say it. Um, maybe we'll squeeze it 1-0. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. What about Harry? Is Harry not allowed a choice? Harry, he said 4-0. Oh, did he? I said 4-0. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> Is there a lot of value out there? There's lots of value out there. <laughs> Just stick with the current theme. I haven't picked yeah, a winner on. or a loser in the first one, just to keep it friendly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Over three and a half goals in the match. Both teams to score. Neves and Watkins both to have two or more shots on target, 55 to one. That is good value. And it's a friendly bet. There's value there. 2-1 uh, Wolves, Neto to score for 70 to one. Hmm. 3-1 Villa, McGinn to score first. He always seems to play well against us, 160 to 1. Yeah. Uh, a 1-0 draw, which I actually think is, if we're going to get anything, that's what I'd, I'd have picked if I hadn't picked 2-0 Villa. Dawson score a header. Just, just Dawson score first. 1-0 draw, sorry. 120 to 1. That is good. And if we are as bad as we were at Brighton, oh, Ollie Watkins to score first. Yeah. 5-0 Aston Villa. <laughs> Is that's oh mate, four hundred fifty, four hundred seventy-five to one. That's pretty. That's pretty long. Yeah, but you get that for like but could two one tomato. Jack may well have some ticket news. Uh, oh there's... yeah, we got Glastonbury tickets. That's ticket news. Oh, we did get Glastonbury tickets. Yeah, in the resale, <laughs> <laughs> which is very unlikely. You know, it's harder to get well, them there. Yeah. And your two new presenters for next season will be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So home matches, not many left, is there? We've got two home and two away left. So Mm -hmm. I think there's basically nothing left for either of the home games. Home to Villa, obviously a derby. Uh, Wolves against Everton, the last home game of the season, is a sellout already for that one. So that just leaves the away games. I think Man United away have all gone. The bit of ticket news actually that was floating about was they've released the uh, ticket information for Arsenal away. Some of you might have seen this actually. I will mm. bring it up quickly just to give you the normal details. So the ballot is open at the moment. That's the first question. The, the ballot is currently open. You can access that via the Wolves website. I don't know when the deadline is for that. It is Sunday actually. Just got it up in front of me. So gold and gold season ticket holders can get their Arsenal tickets as of the 5th of May. Silver away season tickets the 9th of May and it's on the points starting on Thursday, the 11th of May. Allocation is 3,003, which is the standard allocation. However, there is a little caveat in here that I have not seen before um, going to an away game, I think. Mm-hmm. And that is that all tickets must display the ticket owner's name and supporter number and ID will be required upon entry. So my 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 thoughts and hopes for this, because this will screw a few people over, because like, lots of people move tickets around. I do it. I'm sure everyone does it. Not everyone can really go to every game. 
the problem this will have is I'm hoping this is just because it's the game where Arsenal could technically clinch the title. We were joking earlier in the season about about how they were silly, you know, these tickets were on sale for £10,000 or something, uh, just because it's a game that Arsenal could clinch the title in. So if, if they're still in with a chance, which I don't think they will be now after the, how the last few games have gone, but um, I'm hoping that was brought in as a precaution just for for that reason, in the fact that to stop Wolves fans selling it on, if it's a nothing game for them and they can get silly money for their ticket, which let's be honest, if someone offered me 10 grand cash, I'd consider it. You'd probably get banned if they found out, but yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. worth the risk, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that's just been brought in for this reason. It's unusual to have clubs um, enforcing other teams' ticket policies at their own ground. So it'd be unusual for Arsenal to enforce a policy, which was a Wolves policy. And I hope that's just this is just a one-off and it isn't a sign of all things to come with all away tickets and basically it's ideal on entry. Otherwise, that's it. Um, because it'll be harder to move tickets around, really. Um, so, yeah, but I, maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe, you know, people shouldn't be selling them on for the points and stuff. But I, I don't know what people think of that, but it's going to screw a few people over, let's put it that way. No, no, very interesting. Um, just before we go on to... Harry's quiz, um, which would be very interesting to see whether the... Uh, I know. It must take a lot of me off, but do you know what I mean? Do you want to do it? <laughs> it, it sounds right, actually. There's no lag there. Yeah, um, I there can was, tell when it drops out. There was a couple of uh, rumours on social media um, that there could be a pre-season tour of Korea, um, and it would potentially be games against uh, Celtic, Roma, and Incheon United. Um, Harry, you actually said you, you'd be quite interested in going to that. It looks like 26th of July, 29th of July, 1st of August would be the dates for that. Um, and a, a pretty cool country to go and have a pre-season tour. That's exactly why I'd love to go, just for the fact I've always wanted to go there. To be, well, not, okay, that's probably a bit of a lie, but I'd love to go there. And the fact that It's there or Wales, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think I'd prefer to go to Wales, yeah. <laughs> no, but Europe, is it Glastonbury weekend, the first game? Is that where you can't go? No, I'm at a, a friend's wedding in France. So it's really screwed yeah. me over because I'd have been interested as well, to be honest. It topes. Ironically, Jack, ironically, Jack, friends screw you over. So fuck him off and come to South Korea with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a lot. I very much would like to, but I can't really. I don't think I've already uh, said yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. But I'll be honest, I have looked into it. And the first thing I've seen is that flights are expensive. So... Unless you can find some Rodney Trotter airline to get some cheap ones over there, it might be pretty well, like over a grand. Yeah, it's not looking good. Can we not just drive? Yeah, we drove to Turin. We drove yeah. to Korea. <laughs> the yeah. only problem with driving to Korea is you have to go through North Korea to get to it. Ah, oh, right. be, uh, might be a struggle. Uh, <laughs> they're they're fairly welcoming. Yeah. Don't let us through. Yeah. Right. Um, well, we'll put the hand, put the life of the podcast in the hands of the 4G that Harry has, and I'll pass you over to Harry. Yeah, I think it's holding up. So this week's quiz is not what we've been doing. It's a Wolves versus Villa quiz. Eight questions. We'll go round in circles. If you don't know it, pass it on. So question one for you, Sam. I'm going really yeah. quick, so I'm just going to see where it's going to go. 12th of December 2020, Wolves lost 1-0 at home to Villa. Who became the second ever youngest player to make a Premier League appearance for Wolves after Anthony Ford that day? Ooh. That's yell. 2020? 23 years ago. Two and then a half I'll years ago. Go for... Uh, is it Oscar Burr? No. I guess. Go Jack then, Bayless. 
I was going to say the uh, the fullback. Um, he went to Ipswich. Is that wrong? Yep. No. Okay. Bayless go. No, I've actually I've cocked it because he played a lot. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of games before that. I'll no. give you a clue. You're thinking way too deeply, lads. Think of a star. Neto. An even bigger star, some might argue. Who scored a Beetle penalty? Son. <laughs> Who scored the winning penalty for, for somebody? Fabio Silva. There oh, Fabio Silva. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Youngest ever Premier League starter for Wolves. Question two for Jack. Who scored the only goal of the game as Wolves beat Villa 1 0 at Molyneux in January 2017? Uh, Joe Mason. Well done. Yes. Good work. Very good. Bayliss, who scored the first goal for Wolves as we beat Villa 2 at the Molyneux in October 2017? I think the first one was Jota. Good one. I thought you were going to say Bonatini. Yeah, Bonatini, yeah was the second in. one. Yeah. Well done. I went fucking nuts when that went in. And me. <laughs> yeah. I think we all did. My, uh, question four for Sam. Michael Oakes played for both Wolves and Villa. But what was his last ever club he played for? Was it Tramia, Scarborough, or Cardiff? I think he definitely went to Cardiff. I think he started at Scarborough. I'll go Cardiff. Well done. Correct. Bit of a last week's quiz vibe to that. Yeah, one. yeah, very nice. Question five for Jack. Do you notice I'm Russian? Not Russian, I'm Russian. Jack, <laughs> Wolves beat Villa 2 1 at Molyneux in November 2017. Who scored for Villa that day? Was it Trezeguet, Douglas Ruiz, or Matt Target? God, I don't know. Uh, Trezeguet. Way. <laughs> Doing well, lad. I hope this quiz isn't too easy. It's the last one. Yeah. No, no, I've got three more questions. Bayliss. Before Adama Traore joined Wolves, he played for Barcelona, Villa, and Middlesbrough. Who did he score the most goals for? I'm going to say Middlesbrough. Correct. It's got to be it's got to be Five that. goals for Middlesbrough, zero for Villa, zero for Barcelona. Wow. <laughs> He's prolific. A... He's <laughs> a goal scorer, lads. <laughs> Question number seven for Sam. Dendonka moved from Villa to from Wolves to Villa at the beginning of this season. What only other club has he played for? Anderlecht. Straight in. Straight in. Well done. Last question for Jack. Lads, I made this quiz way too easy, but we, we no, we're just Jack, fucking brilliant. You are no, you're not. That's that's why I know it's a shit quiz. <laughs> Jack, January 2012, Wolves lost 3 2 at Molyneux to Villa after a late Robbie Keane brace for Villa. Still breaks my heart to this day. Oh, that's on my birthday, wasn't it, Jack? That's my 21st oh, birthday. That was, yeah. Who got sent off for Wolves on the 74th minute that day? Oh, god, I can't remember that. I just remember the tears. Um, they had like nine Jaeger bombs before the that, game. That was actually that was actually my twenty first birthday. That was the twenty first yeah. of January two thousand twelve. Wow. So it was twenty five um, years ago that game. What? Got <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I can't remember. He got sent off. I've got no idea. Anyone know? It's a quiz, so if you could answer, that'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna drag it out now. So I see the car for a bit longer. Jody Craddock. Um, uh, no, it's not Jody Craddock. I can't remember Harry. I can't even think of a player. He didn't score one for Barca 
Death Knight in the comments. Fringpong got an assist that day, NF2204, but he did not get sent off. He got he went off injured at half time. Think of a midfielder who's a Carl Henry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I won that. There one. we go. Dan's got oh, you might have won actually by this year. Dan's got his phone is out. We didn't check, did we? <laughs> oh shit! I knew it. <laughs> but Bailey's not getting it right. I thought, here we go. He's got his phone down. Look, is that, is that that's that's the lot? It. That's it. Perfect. Right. From okay. my taxi well, in Wales. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Now, before Harry gets arrested for drinking in his car, uh, we will say goodbye to Harry Manson. Hold on. The signal's gone. <laughs> no, Just <yeah>. say bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, I was going to say something, but I forgot now. Okay. Good. This is award-winning It content. don't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. Right. Thank you, everyone. See you in a bit. It's when you're back, Harry. Jack Williams. When you're back, Harry. You're back for Saturday. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm back for Saturday's game, yeah. Okay, cool. Bye, everybody. Yeah, goodbye. That is a goodbye for me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.